0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Justin Live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by the merchant service sleuth himself, Alan Copelman. And we will be providing you educational information about fintech, small business, payment processing, and the technology businesses use in the world today. And in today's podcast, we'll be talking about six payment predictions for 2023 from Alan himself. Um, you know, there's a lot of predictions and trends and all types of things that are going along through the internet, but uh none can come from the man, the myth, the legend, other than himself, Alan Kopelman. I mean, the guy's 20 years experience of merchant services. He's literally seen every trend, you know, possible. Like, he's been around since payment processing started. <laughs> Listen, I started with the knuckle buster and the piece of paper. See, the knuckle buster. <laughs> I probably have I don't one even there. know what that is, and it sounds ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was this machine. You put the credit card, then you put a slip on there, then you went. Back oh, and forth. I remember that. And then
0: you had to go through a little book and see if the card number was All right.
1: There. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: We have a whole nother podcast about the history of payment merchant services. You you go down. It's like yeah, a, we did that. It's like a history lesson. Yes. Yeah, we did, we did the did. history did lesson
1: that. of merchant service. No need
0: to go back into that. So, in, in today, we're gonna to be talking about some uh, payment predictions that you have. Uh, we'll Talk about the current state state of payments, the payment industry. So let's get into that and uh, explain why 2023 is shaping up to be a year of significant change in the There's, de- there's definitely
1: going to be significant change in the business. A lot of things that's changing right now is basically the consolidation that's being allowed to happen in the industry. Every what every, do you mean by that? So companies are getting bought up and merging. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's companies that are becoming behemoths, yeah. very large because they. I mean, there's one company I saw they've purchased probably about not eight or nine different companies already, and they just purchased another one, and then another company just purchased. A whole slew, slew of companies and yeah. and that the, this just keeps happening more and more and more and also banks kind of merging together through investment so ha- by having like a common investor group you know on in the on the you know on the back end of the bank yeah and then that investor group is now invested in three of the largest high risk right. banks so that's making it harder for merchants to get merchant accounts because now those banks are all interconnect, intertwined with each other. And then they can see like, oh, Justin has an account here. Now he wants to open an account over there. Uh, you know, and now it's like almost like the same. I don't like the it that, same, the way that sounds. It's It's getting a little bit. It's, muddy yeah it's get it's muddying up the waters and it's and it's and it's it's also not i don't think personally i don't think it's good for the business to keep for them to keep allowing this you know i agree i mean just like the merger of t-mobile and sprint you took one you know telecom, yeah. telecom provider off the table and then you're just left with you know you're just left with you know AT&T, Verizon.
0: So where are we at, like, considering like the current state of I think, you know, the the
1: business is just going to keep changing. This business changes all the time. It's like, who moved my cheese? And I think that we're going to see some really significant changes and that you're going to see technology make a huge leap this year where merchants, businesses are not going to have to have a physical credit card machine soon. There are a number of software companies that have come out with, you know, apps, scan a QR code, make a payment. Soon you're going to see like the the newest Apple phones, the newest Android phones have NFC chips in them. And originally Apple and Google were So you'll be
0: able to go like this.
1: Yeah, I'll be able to take my phone. Where's your phone? phone. I left it out of the room so we don't hear beep
0: beep. Lost an opportunity Would you be able to take
1: your card? and hit the phone and make a payment, you know, take my card out, make a tap and pay. Tap
0: and dip? Dip?
1: Yeah. dip. No, di- no dip, just no a tap. dip.
0: Just the no tap.
1: You're not going to need the EMV reader, the little square box. You're just going to go right card to phone or phone to phone and make a payment. And I think that um, you know, Apple and Google letting outside developers now develop on that because it's about time. I think that the um the the uh the Visa and MasterCard and who else, whoever governs that said, hey, whoa, whoa, you can't do that. And now also I think another thing we're going to see is we're going to see more wallets get developed.
0: Well, we'll get into that. We're, yeah, getting, we're, into, get into we're into that. getting into that. But we'll so, like this. we're talking
1: about right now, right now, that's what we're going to see. The next, the first trend we're going to talk about is real time payments and real time payments, I think is going to come first for the big businesses this year, we're going to see bigger businesses get to offer real time payments between for large transactions, cut out the wire transfer Mm -hmm. and go to go to real time payments. I already see a few fintech companies talking about it. You know, we have this thing fed now. And now it's just a matter of which ACH providers and banks are gonna
0: what is a real time payment,
1: a real time payment is let's say Justin owns a a lumber yard mm-hmm. and i have a building company and i'm going to buy a hundred thousand dollars of lumber from justin so instead of me nice going to the bank and i got to do a wire or have a special fob on my you know a little fob thing and i got to go you know on my computer and then do the whole thing with the wire or you got to go you know you got to send the wire i got to send the wire to justin right so instead of doing that, it'll be like a real-time payment where Justin would be able to send me a text or an email. I could just click on it, link, log into my bank account, and boop send him the, send Justin the money. And instead of it taking overnight or a couple hours, seven to
0: ten business
1: days. Well, it depends on how you're sending the money. You'd be able to send it bank bank-to-bank transfer instantaneous bank to bank transfer comes out of my account goes through the fed real quick hands up in Justin's bank
0: account so what's the difference between that and
1: ACH so ACH has to go through a whole settlement process right The, the the bank who's run let's say you send me a request an invoice and I pay you via ACH my bank account the the ACH company then has to suck the money out of my account and then it goes into their bank and then they pass it through the fed and then it goes to your bank and then in that process i could stop the mo- i could stop it the fed the the instant payment thing i think that they're it's not moving as fast because of all the problems with zell mm-hmm. and the p2p you can't stop that there's no charging it back you know you send some i send you some money from zell there's I can't get it back unless you're a nice guy and you give me the money back. Right.
0: So what's the, what are some benefits from the real time payments? That, uh, the, that, ben- that the benefits are businesses, money
1: moving faster between right. businesses. And I, th- I don't know if it's going to make it down to the SMB, small, medium business market this year. But yeah. I
0: mean, we talked about that, you, you know, you're not going to go and spend $10 on a cheeseburger and then. Yeah. Do connect a real time you know. payment
1: but you know smaller wholesalers you know is it going to reach down to that level you know what i mean like a smaller wholesaler but also it depends guess, on yeah. the parts participation of the banks so the big banks are participating
0: but i, I think- feel like this is this isn't the first time this has came around like, no, it's i remember the about. paid by bank thing when i was like there's still a lot of bills that you could pay by bank right now yeah but
1: it's done through ach it okay, says so it's pay not, by bank, but, but it's, it's not like immediate. No, it's not
0: immediate. Okay.
1: Yeah. They taught they use the wording, you know, oh, pay by bank, pay with your bank account. Yeah. But it's going through the ACH network. Okay. It's not going, it's not going well, real-time go. bank to bank. But, you know, it's interesting. The one thing about it is like real-time payments, uh, if you're using an SMB and they're doing five, ten payments a, month, a, a day like that. They're being sent one by one. So now you're getting all these deposits into your account. So that's something that somebody's going to have to figure out like, oh, if you're doing one or two, okay, that's easy to manage, you know, from a bookkeeping standpoint. But if you're doing 10, 20, 30 of these a day, you don't want to get all those deposits. Your bank, you know, bank accounts are charged by
0: how many deposits you get. So what do you think are like the driving forces of getting, you know, people to get on board in businesses to use real-time. well I think the
1: banks don't really want people to use it right now
0: because they're going to lose
1: out on wire fees right uh they're going to lose out on people using their credit card possibly and that's that the banks are kind of they're the
0: ones roadblocking this thing that's when it all like for me like when it comes to fintech and banks it's like they're just. Muhammad Ali or Sonny list. Well, look what's going
1: on with crypto now. Now, crypto companies are getting kicked out of banks left and right. right. So, you know, this this is what's happening. You know, they don't. You know, <laughs> banks are blocking blocking a lot of different a, a lot of different. They're fighting with fintech. They need to figure out how to embrace fintech. To marry. Yeah, they need to. They need to. They need to make it figure out how to work together instead of working apart. Agreed. And the same thing, like the real time payments thing. There could be a ton of fraud with that, too. Right. And that's a problem. And the banks are looking at that like, oh, do we want people transferring? Do we want Justin requesting a million dollars? And then somebody on the other end is a scammer and they're sending a million dollars from, you know, ABC companies bank into Justin's bank account Justin takes all the money out transfers it off to you know makes a transfer into another bank and then to another bank and then off to the Cayman Islands or something and then poof somebody's money is gone and then there's no you know security in the way they got to work all that out I mean it all sounds good but look at Zell yeah right? now there's a million Zell's in a multiple lawsuits right multiple banks. Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Or they're going to uh, lose that lawsuit. Who is the banks? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're being sued. The government, Elizabeth Warren, and the judiciary. I was committee. reading a really
0: long article about that, and they, they basically at this summary was like, they can't, they can't do anything. There's nothing they. They're can They're going to have
1: to just pay up. The banks yeah. are. I mean, they got there was there was there's they're trying the banks were trying to say oh well there's a difference between fraud and a scam that you fell for a scam. Well, they need to do something. One thing I don't like about Zelle is so let's say I add you to my account, I get a warning. Then I'd say I send money. There's no button to press somewhere to go. Oops, I sent the wrong amount. That's the only thing I don't like about it.
0: There's nothing in the only. There's nothing in the in the there's internet nothing, world that no you can do that. With, right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Besides so, an email, shout out to Google. They, they made you you can retract your email for like three seconds or something. You got to be quick on the draw undo undo used to be able to undo a lot of email not so much
1: anymore no but, but the thing is is that they, they've <laughs> got to figure out how not to have fraud happen all right so that's, that's going to be the challenge
0: you also predicted that the growth of mobile payments are gonna yeah. blow up
1: mobile payments is going to continue to grow we have a ton of business you have a ton of businesses like the big buzzword the ending of the year was solopreneur Solo-
0: solopreneur yeah
1: that was a big buzzword at the end of the year a lot of people out of work side hustle starting a business by themselves or it's a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and a girlfriend or two friends you know or just somebody by themselves and they go okay well i'm gonna go fix computers if the economy
0: lasts. is definitely forcing people to yeah to the economy figure out forcing, ways to make money yeah
1: i mean influencer the influencer economy you know it's going to continue to grow people are trying to become influencers become um and obviously they're going to have to
0: figure out how to get paid right yeah so relax keep going with okay. some podcast stuff happens you got podcast stuff
1: happens yes sir okay we're having a distraction no but we're going to i think we're going to see some different some different things when it comes to mobile payments we're going to see companies like i said using that phone you know not having to buy equipment in a phone to phone transactions and other types of mobile payments text to pay continues to grow email to pay e-invoicing all of those are forms of mobile payments
0: absolutely
1: you know and then and then now like the economy is back open you know with people going out into public so you go people more people are going to go to art fairs go to farmers markets go to craft fairs outside events and at these outside events i mean you go to the um i don't know the name it's in west palm the amphitheater and mm-hmm. i think i think i don't know who's what the name of it is year, whoever sponsors it when you go there it's a it's no cash you got to pay with you gotta so everybody's running around with their phone oh you need a beer apple pay you need a pretzel apple pay you need a thing google Pay. where is that the amphitheater in West Palm Beach, like all the food, it's cashless, no cash. It's every when, whenever they have concerts there. Oh, okay, yeah. So whenever they have concerts, I thought you were saying. I thought you heard. heard and that's all mobile that. payments, mobile payments. But I also, think I was telling you with the, with the with the uh, um, with the mobile payments, and the next thing we're going to discuss, and mobile payments is increasing with consumers. Consumers are used to paying with. You know paying a mobile business and things like that they're not turned off by it you know they expect the person to take out their phone or an iPad and a little device and soon the device will be gone and contactless payments the same thing growing 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 but the one thing um, is on this list about the digital wallets, I don't think it's on the list. But contactless payments is also includes digital wallets. You know, contactless grew during COVID. We saw increase of everybody doing tap and pay. You know, customer facing EMV machines, so that, that enough you didn't hand your card over. You know, people yeah. using their phone to pay, tap and pay. I still don't understand
0: how it's tap and pay, and then you got to put your your number no, uh, yeah i mean put in your code it's not contactless sir
1: oh if you have to put in your pin code yeah
0: yeah so that's weird
1: why does that happen because whatever the business is doing to route their transaction so they're ra- bigger businesses can do like transact a lot of them do transaction routing so if you swipe your card that and they see that it's a low amount they'll let it go through under credit if it's a large amount then they want it to go under pin debit because then it costs them less money so regardless, even if you, you still end up having to put your... Yeah, unless in. they don't offer pin debit. I mean, pin debit in a lot of cases is as expensive or more expensive than processing an offline debit as a credit
0: card. You predicted that the emergence of digital currencies will still, you know, they're going to come back.
1: Well, I think that we're going to see a change. Well, let me get finish up with the contactless payments about the the well we get we can get to it later with the with the uh with digital currencies there's still a lot of people buying bitcoin and you know there's a little bit there's a lot of still investment going on in that and there's a lot of things going on with nfts and people buying nfts and using the nft more as a utility than
0: as a investment right i mean this stuff is so young right i mean we're talking about i mean there is you're talking about Crypto and NFTs in a, within three years. Right. We'll say just three years. I mean, crypto has been a long to, around for a long time, but the past three years it has made leaps and bounds, right? Yes. And NFTs have literally launched over like night. Yeah, right? like last year. Last year around this time. Yeah. When we talk at a town. Yeah. And anything that's so young, you know, like it's you trying to figure out how to use it, you know, it's, it's brand new. Yeah. Right? And I, I love the way where the NFTs are going. I like how uh, Nike is using it. I like how Adidas is using it. I like how certain companies are, you know, turning their brand into an NFT. And then when you purchase the NFT, it comes with things, you know, incentives like free concerts, uh, merch there's so many different things that they can be used for and i, I think that it's we're, we've only seen just a very small po- portion of what they could be used for exactly
1: and and i think that you know we we might see like somebody one of these companies figure out like what to do with stable coins and how to how to effectively <coughs> use stable coins as you know the digital a digital dollar you know but that remains to be seen i do think that we will see some sort of regulation i think that they need to move regulation in the united states similar to like what we talked about another on another podcast about how japan handles crypto how you buy your crypto on an exchange and then your crypto is moved to a third party uh, website and that website is monitored by a bank right
0: and I think that the United and the whole like commission, like, right. A, a, yeah, the bank. Besides command. the bank, there's all like, there's just so much. Yeah, there's involved. a,
1: there's a, uh, whatever, a, a
0: regulatory
1: body. Watching exactly. It. And I think that the US has to move quickly and not fart around, you know, and make decisions on how to do this so that it's done correctly to preserve everybody's money. I mean, we read a story about this Celsius, right? Yeah. And now it seems, let's <laughs> I was telling Justin I said it's crazy and that seems like all the houses that were bought with the state crypto that's now worth nothing all those houses belong to that company yep. Celsius and don't belong to the people in them now some of the people that are in those houses let's say they're living there maybe it's possible that they have like squatter rights so I'm, I'm looking uh, for looking has gotta be
0: that, some there's gonna be some crazy kind of court, law like that yeah there's gonna be some kind of court they'll basis. end up keeping those houses
1: I hope so. Yeah, it's pretty sad. What's the that that whole thing is messed up? And that 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 all needs to change. The law there needs to be laws against that staking and the you know something needs to be monitored in that.
0: But I mean there are companies. Prediction number five. Yes. Adoption of open banking. What is open banking?
1: Open banking is where you be able to go to an ATM, let's say a truest bank. And Make a deposit, even though you bank at Navy Federal. Oh, yeah, that's op- that's the antithesis of open banking. But also, open, you know, just and then like there's not going to be any fees, or there's going to be fees. Well, there might be small, a small fee. Of course, there'll be a fee, right? But I'm just saying, like neo banks. What's a neo bank? Banks that have no, they don't have a branch, right? right? So people don't use, know. So you use a neo bank like a good neo bank USAA is one of the biggest ones right so they they don't really have i think there's maybe a couple of branches in San Antonio really yeah and but you know they just did a deal with RATM the RATM network where now we can enable certain machines if they meet the criteria of USAA and then custom USAA customers can go to those locations use the ATM and no it's surcharge free nice free atm yeah. Transactions, and they pay the ATM network. Maybe federal
0: has a fee like that, like at Walgreens and right. Wawa.
1: Right. A lot of them are linked up into different things called like All Point Network or other networks where you get reduced fees or no fees at certain ATMs. What's and the I've,
0: benefits? The open banking
1: benefits. There's a lot of ben, there's a lot of benefits because it's going to make it's going to make uh, banking more competitive. You know, and, and I know Huawei. that. Because now you don't not necessarily need to do business with a bank that has four walls. You can do bank business with a bank that doesn't have four walls and you still have access to your better access to your cash through the ATM networks and things like that. Making deposits, doing
0: other banking
1: stuff, but you know, that I remains mean, to be at seen. At the end of like, the day, you're
0: still gonna need a bank though, right? Yeah, you're still gonna need a bank, but you might not have to go to the I mean, I guess bank. not, because I mean you're getting I didn't finance my car through my bank. I didn't. I'd necess- I wouldn't necessarily have to use my bank to buy a house. I mean, a lot. Look at like. Um, Z-
1: look at like Zillow, right? They're. Buying- I don't have a
0: credit card from my bank. No, but look
1: at like that company Zillow that tells you how much your house is worth. They're buying houses, selling houses, financing houses. You know, there's just a lot of fintech out there. So you know, th- but I still say that people, when they you know. They need to have, people need to have like a regular bank account because they they need to, you know, you need a regular bank account, especially if you're going to have a business. And I think that the banks that are out there need to do a better job of treating their business customers better because the young consumer doesn't need a bank the way I need a bank. Okay. I need a bank because I have to do physical banking. I need access to different services that you don't get from a neo bank, and someone that owns a business needs those things let's say even let's say let's say i decide okay i'm gonna uh partner with my son and open him up like a small clothing store yes okay well he needs access to a regular bank because maybe he needs to get change right Mm -hmm. because people come in his store and spend cash he needs maybe he needs a You know, he needs access to those kind of services. So that's where I think that community banks, credit unions and even whatever the larger banks need to figure out how to do a better job of taking care of their business customers. On a side
0: note, you've said opening a small clothing store for your son a lot of times. Right. And I'm just you've spoken it into existence. If it's not happening, it's going to happen. Might
1: happen. He doesn't
0: talk about that. He wants you just to have his you own You just clothing. mentally bring this up.
1: No, he wants to have like a clothing line, like a, a street, clothing line, like a
0: streetwear line
1: and then put it in a
0: store. You know, hey What's man, that- I mean, I'm all for being creative, right? One thing I the see the clothing things, t-shirt brand stuff though yeah. for me is just oversaturated and if he's got a niche, that's that's one thing, right? Yeah. But other than like the streetwear no, no, t-shirt I, market what's, what's interesting
1: though is like you see these different brands like that these clothing brands like one of them is untucked yeah There's one called untucked right so they never had any stores but now they have little tiny stores at the mall smart because people don't know like did the clothes fit i want to go in there and try on the the shirt well
0: regardless the whole shopping online they call that, is different right yeah because right. every t-shirt size is different I like know. every brand is different it feels different so
1: right because i would like they used they, they call there's like a term that they've been using
0: for a few years called showrooming right mm.
1: so showrooming is oh i know they sell this like maybe at best buy right okay. sell an item and then you go in best buy you touch it you feel it you check it out oh yeah i like this item then you leave Best Buy and you go home and you go, okay, well, who sells the same item? Maybe somebody sells it cheaper. It's cheaper, Maybe oh, that it's way, cheaper yeah, on Amazon. Better, I mean, I'll tell you a crazy story. I went to go buy a TV. So I'm looking on the on online and I see this TV at Best Buy and go, how can they sell a TV for $499? And it includes like an Xbox. I, I don't remember which it was like Xbox at the time, a few years ago. It's like how the heck do they do that so i go to the store and i go oh can i buy this tv with the xbox
0: because i wasn't
1: really you know and they were like no no that's only offered on the internet
0: so then you went online and bought. So it. then
1: i went out to so the guys like oh it won't work in the store and i was like what he goes because they can detect like you're inside the store so i went out to the parking lot i ordered the tv and then it was right re- then i left because it was going to be ready to be picked up in like an hour so the same TV that in the store for three ninety nine dollars for an extra hundred came with an Xbox. Wow.
0: Hello everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors, Nationwide Payment Systems and NPS Printer. We'd also like to shout out the listeners and everyone that subscribed to our YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to reach Alan or myself, head over to b2bvault.info, where you'll find two forms, one to contact us and another if you're interested in becoming a sponsor. If you'd like to sign up for a merchant account, click the Apply Now button located at the top of the page of b2bvault.info where you'll answer a few questions and you'll be on your way to processing payments in no time. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and other popular streaming networks. Thanks again for listening.
1: And people do that. They did go to the store. Like, I'll give you, for example, I wanted to get some new shoes, right? So, these Sketchers are very comfortable for walking. I walk yes. rocky a lot. So, while I'm at the office, I take them out for a couple of laps around. It's a couple of miles. I need a comfortable shoe for that. So, I was like, oh, let me go try it. So, you know, I went, I got a pair of Sketchers. I was like, okay, this is my size. Mm-hmm. Now, I just order it online. And it's really funny so I didn't buy the so the last time I wanted to buy another pair recently- mm-hmm. so I went on the website and I was like oh, I was thinking about it and then something happened I didn't buy the shoes right away. And then within a day or two, I got like a a fifteen percent coupon.
0: Yeah, that's how they get you. They know when your cart your cart is expiring. Take this fifteen percent off.
1: Yeah. So right. I was
0: like, oh, I'll save
1: fifteen percent. Now bought the other pair, another color of the same shoes. Got your ass.
0: Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, like, I became I became like I don't like going to the store anymore. But now, like, I want to buy some new clothes and stuff, and I saw like some shirts that i like and i'm like you gotta
0: find if they fit them you got it that's enough i ordered a bunch of t-shirts before like i was losing weight i'm still losing weight blah 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 but so i bought a bunch of extra large t-shirts right and i ended up basically having to throw most of them all away or donate i didn't throw them away i just donated them because i didn't have the receipt i didn't remember where you know what i mean and it's because they're all the, different yeah, shapes and, and sizes, yeah, every but it's co- all the same size, extra large. Right. Every company, like, like I'll get a large,
1: like this is a large, fits really nice, right? And then I went and got another shirt somewhere, and I got a medium. I was like, I'm a medium? No. And I, it did. It fit. No, that's I was like, it's crazy because yeah. it's cut, cut differently. <laughs> but, you know, showrooming has been going on for years, and it's going to continue, People go in the store, they see an item, then they go home and they look up. They want to look up reviews. People, they should be smart at like the store and put, have like a QR code. and go, oh, read the reviews. You know, especially when you're buying yeah, when something. When you read reviews, but uh, I don't know. People want to read a review. Yeah, they want to see like, especially you anyway, spending two three hundred bucks. But open. You also, banking, but okay. open banking is also going to get bigger because we're going to see more kiosks, right? Kiosks. Is insane. I was reading an article the other day. This is Beyond Kiosk. I read about some restaurant that's in Fort Lauderdale. I want to actually go there because I've never been served by a robot. But they have a robot waiter. What do you think about that? Who does? A restaurant. that Like, there's these robots. My friend went on a cruise ship, and you order a pizza on your phone, and then a ro- the robot comes out. Oh, yeah, you tell me about this. I'm sorry. No, no, about- but I'm on my phone ordering a pizza right sitting in the bar yeah and then a robot comes and comes up to you and they can track you by your phone so if you left and you went out into the lobby it would go find you to go bring you that's amazing So, I think it's
0: going to get a lot more weirder in the next couple of right, years. Right, but I way. think
1: we're going to see, key, like I was just on the phone with some guys today, and they were talking about their kiosk, they're putting together a kiosk, and everybody's talking about kiosks for all kinds of self-service stuff, like putting a kiosk in a business so you can walk up, and instead, and you want to buy the T-shirt, right, from, a, let's say you're in a bar or a restaurant, and you want to buy a T-shirt. Instead of them having the T-shirts, like, all set up, like, we went to eat at that restaurant, and I wanted a coffee cup, right? Mm-hmm. It was a whole process to buy a coffee cup,
0: remember? That was ridiculous.
1: Right? It was a whole process to get this coffee cup, right? And so, then to make it easier, these places, they need to put it on the phone, buy the coffee cup, boom, and then the waiter can just come bring it to you. like. Stuff needs. To I don't know, but we, we were
0: sitting out there for like 20 minutes for for two coffee cups. I was getting I was sweating. It was hot. Just got finished eating. Yeah. Why do you want to stand outside? Like I'm sitting here like what is going on? But I think like the open banking, the kiosks are going to help banks. This is one thing like an
1: opportunity when you talk about open banking and banking in general. And like we talked about the small banks and the community banks and like local banks. I think that they need to also take advantage of opportunities where, let's say you're let's say I'm the bank of Allen and I'm located in the city of wherever Allen, Florida. Right. And then Justin comes into the bank and he says, hey, Allen, the bank guy, I need to get an ATM in my business. So instead of Justin just going to some random ATM company, the bank should work with nationwide payment systems. So we can get your customer the ATM and then you could advertise on their ATM and put it on your thing on your bank website. Oh, go to Justin's barbecue barn, right? And the ATM is surcharge free there, right? So Justin, because he's putting the money in the ATM or the ATM company, gets some money from the bank, right? Whatever, a, fee- a dollar or something, right? For for doing that and banks don't think about establishing their footprint that way you might not want to take deposit. you're not going to take deposits banks but just are just so take, old school to me but just to take money out they don't think about the network of businesses they have so let's say you're a bank i don't even got, think they care they should care because they're losing business to these fintech banks they need to take back their real estate the real estate that they already have you know what i'm saying i agree man
0: i mean there's i there's definitely a loss and kiosk opportunities and kiosks also
1: put kiosks out in the community like okay you're connect you do the bank let's say i'm at the bank of allen and then oh i do i do the bank account for the city of allen right so now i say to them hey we want to put a kiosk in your in your lobby and on the kiosk someone could op- possibly open a bank account get a credit card find out about a loan things like that you know maybe you don't want an atm there because they don't have an atm but maybe you want to put a kiosk there yeah man or these atm with a sidecar next to it right that's your essentially has like your banking services on it or something like that i think people need
0: to banks neo banks whoever needs to look at the needs to look at the real estate of that. and uh and in your final well, not final. we could have kept going predictions all day long, but the continued uh, growth in e-commerce payments, obviously, I mean, ever since 20, the COVID thing, you know, e-commerce went crazy. So, yeah, I mean, we've seen
1: e-commerce <coughs> payments go crazy.
0: Marketplaces, we're talking about the Facebook
1: marketplace, other marketplaces, online retailers, uh, digital platforms. I mean, listen, everything is growing. Uh, the other day, I see this thing. Oh, get this software if you're a digital creator, and then people can you can sell your stuff on there, you know. And everybody's like promoting these like like little websites. Where yeah, I know. Can I know. Go sell their stuff on there. I never even heard a half of these platforms.
0: I wouldn't mess with it. Though. No, no,
1: but I'm just saying. Like and I don't know what what are, most of these people are selling, like coaching classes and stuff like that. I don't know what they're selling. You know, whatever it is, or gadget. How to make three
0: thousand dollars a month with Chat GPT? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the latest one. It's
0: pretty crazy. Like how to make money with ch- using Chat GPT. I was watching side note about the Chat GPT thing. I was watching uh, a interesting podcast about it. Well, the guy has his podcast and he was talking about it and he was saying how uh that the tools that are already available for you to run it so if you're out there and you're buying content from people and you want to know if it's been written by you know an ai chat bot there's websites for you to put paste it into there. Yeah, copy and paste it in they'll find they'll tell you right away if it it was written by ai and uh they'll give you an ai score yeah and then um also he was saying how the watermarks on their on the chat gpt gbt gpt specifically is uh within like i don't know the next couple of days here they're talking about updating the system so that there'll be a watermark on the a digital watermark on all everything that you get from chat gbt wow that'll be a big that would be major yeah it's saw because i mean google doesn't want this google right. like all like this so like all the you know like yeah. the, the the major search engines, they don't want you to use ai generated content because right. it's not a human you know it doesn't have any mean uh experience or knowledge about the topic so i get it as a seo guy i mean i've been dealing with this for 10 years
1: Yeah. But the other thing is, is that we saw like some, you know, I see all these TikTok videos, right? So there's one where somebody posted a website, future something. I don't remember the name of it. And then it had like every AI uh, website on it. There was hundreds and hundreds of them. And then I read a story about it and it said all of those websites basically took the, the open, intellectual property the right? Open yeah. ai.com open api yeah they took it and then they wrote their own program on top of the chat gbt yeah that's why chat gbt came out and said oh here we we'll just give it all away for free because they were getting i think they got upset because it was a bunch of these like contact companies who were saying you know come they were getting money for it and they said no here poof they just opened it up to everybody for free yeah
0: i mean the I don't know. Anyway, I feel sorry for all the people that uh, started those businesses. But Yeah, sorry. You, know, you got a little money grab. Good for you.
1: Yeah, but I think we're going to see the continued growth of e-commerce. And in fact, I was telling Justin, we started talk, talking to, you know, I've I, I told Justin a while ago, I go, you know, you would see like, um, you know, a natural progression would be somebody has a wet normally i see like oh you have a point of sale system with all your stuff in it right with all your products in it your point of sale and then you want to take and you have your pictures and all your items in there and then there's been a few companies over the last couple of years where you could get take that whole database of your information
0: from your point of sale from your
1: point of sale and then send it over to a shopping cart program right and then put it in and then and then. Then that it'll your,
0: input that and create a website for you basically. Well, it creates
1: the shopping portion of the website. Okay. Right. And then you have to have a website with to attach your, it to, to attach it to and then whatever you link in the payments and all that. So we had a few people do that over the years, you know, not that many, a few. And I said to Justin, I says, it would be really interesting if you saw somebody take WordPress and then reverse engineer it into a point of sale and then i start started i kept researching for a while like oh are there companies doing that or not and then finally boom i see one company did it
0: well woocommerce did it right woocommerce did it And you remember when you you sent it to me i was like i never even seen this and then well they had it but it wasn't doing emv payments so then i'm like how i'm, I'm a, I've been building right. websites for a decade i'm like yo how come i've never heard of this and i did i remember i remembered after reading all the reviews yeah i remember helping a customer set that up yeah and it was just terrible it didn't work it was very slow uh it would constantly time out just just anyway yeah no i mean but that makes I, there should be a system like that in place for sure,
1: right? So now I saw that there's a whole bunch of companies trying to do it now, because finally, uh, WooCommerce, whatever they, they,
0: let, the, they let they they let their opened, guards down.
1: No, no, they opened the.
0: They ABI. let people
1: develop on it because they only linked up Stripe to it, right? So right. People, not everybody's going to go to run to Stripe and run to Stripe, but the other thing so is is. You know, these other developers that I see that are working on it, they're in other countries, but I have an appointment with one coming up. And what they're doing is, is a little bit different than the way they did it. So they're they're making like, okay, we don't want to say what they're doing, (laughs) but they're making it. We're talking to them about integrating the payment system that we run onto that so that we could go out and sell that to people. That's what we want to do because i think that it's that's a more i think that's very efficient
0: because let's say cuz just imagine all the all the brick and mortar clothing spots that are open that don't have websites right. because they can't operate them they don't know how to even where to start how to get it going who to call the ghostbusters whatever but yes i mean this that will be a great tool for small businesses if they can upload their merch inventory straight to some sort of
1: yeah shopping carts uh
0: you know content management system is right. what it is yeah content management and, and then you know click yeah go then all of a sudden,
1: boom you got a shop website boom you got point of sale but just think about it. let's say you're let's say you have a website and then you want to also sell face to face now you could take that put it on a tablet boom you got a payment system so you got a full-blown payment system to take payments and keep track of all your inventory
0: yeah that i when we were talking about the other day i was trying to like figure out why this isn't bigger than it is and i have i can't answer it it should i be just huge. don't think
1: it's been a ava- i don't think it's been
0: available and i don't think people have like really set think that it would be something that people would utilize i i don't know because it's there it is there we did you know i mean right it's there but I it just doesn't work Right. Well, that's why we got to see if
1: it works and test it out. But I'm just saying it's, it's interesting because I think it's, it, it's like a natural progression to happen. But I think we're going to definitely see all types of any business today. You got to get your products online. You need to spend money and get a website. Let me tell you, three things growing with e-commerce. In-store pickup, curbside pickup, and ship the stuff out. Or even local delivery in some cases.
0: I like the local delivery thing a lot.
1: Right. Like local delivery. Like I saw a thing now where you can call Uber and they'll go deliver something for you. Um, Postmates will deliver stuff for you. So people need to figure this stuff out because people are just going to go to bigger businesses to go buy their stuff unless you're going to do it. And if you're not going to do it, over time, you're going to lose money because... As the demographic of your customer gets younger, yep, you're going to lose. You're going to lose business. I mean, you know. Granted, my mom's eighty-seven. She loves to get in her car and drive over to Costco. Nice. Now, I like to go to Costco because I like to pick <laughs> out my food, right? But almost everything else that I buy, I buy online because I just don't like going to the store anymore. But you buy
0: groceries online. Uh,
1: well, during the pandemic, I bought groceries online because. I went to, i never forget this. I got in the car. I drove over to Costco like 20 minutes before they opened. There was literally like 300. A there was line. a line. Then I went to Publix and there was a line. I was like, I don't know if I can wait in this. I don't have the patience to wait in this line. So I was like, okay, I'll go back later. I went back to Publix later. The line wasn't so long. I waited about 30 minutes to get in there got in there, got what I needed, got the heck out of there. And then I said, I got to figure out how to get groceries. So I figured out a trick. Doesn't matter. I can tell it now. So I used to order. I used to go into the Instacart, put it at night, put together my food order, you know, everything. Then about 7 in the morning, I placed the order at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Smart. (laughs) So now... What happens is this is how this is how I figured it out because that what happened was is then the guys let's say Justin is an Instacart guy right and he's going to do he look he sees on Instacart hey Alan just did an order poof he claims my order claims another order claims another now uh, he's got three four people he's that got that is a Costco,
0: super smart
1: Costco for and the Costco was letting the Instacart people wow. in early to go do the shopping. So then they the to to people house figuring that out. And man. they sh- and they dropped it off. Then I told a few of my friends, I don't want the secret to get it out because I don't want everybody stealing my stealing my dealio. But that's how I survived because I was like, I'm not waiting an hour in the thing, and they were only letting a few people in Publix at a time. But e-commerce, people need to figure out this e-commerce. I always tell you know a story from when I was a chef and I worked in the hotel business and my and we had this advertising company come in and the advertising company told me this story i'll never forget it he told me he goes people hear something eight times after the eighth time whatever story you're telling them that becomes the truth whatever you're advertising to them that starts to get no it starts to get ingrained yeah right in them oh the melrose hotel is the best sunday brunch well if you keep advertising that that's the best sunday brunch people start to go hey that place has the best sunday brunch because every time they see the ad it says the best sunday brunch right and they see this picture of all this amazing food right indeed so the same thing the 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 same thing goes for everything else the the and then also people develop a pattern right Mm -hmm. of going to a certain place i'm sure there's certain restaurants you like to go to certain thing places you like to go and that becomes a pattern. Now we've been setting this pattern for the last two, three years. Shop at home, get the stuff delivered. Boom, 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 boom. I don't, you know, I know people. They will only go out to eat and sit outside. They will not sit inside. Yeah, I don't go out to eat. No, no, I'm just saying some people don't won't go out to eat at all anymore. You know, some people are on a on a food plan or special uh, whatever I don't diet. Like to, I don't like to use the word diet
0: and because it's not diet right like it's my choice of food it's a food plan food plan yeah yeah you're on a
1: food plan or your health plan whatever you want to call it it's your food plan that's what i call it food plan so you're on your food plan and that's it but some people don't want to eat inside anymore restaurants have to figure out how to accommodate that and i see successful restaurants the place has outside seating the inside maybe is not so crowded they don't put every all the tables on top of each other like they used to be. Not anymore. No. People don't like that. And if, if it is like that, people don't go to those places. Nope. I notice it all the time. Like I'll see a restaurant with crowded seating and people, no, no, no. They want to award people, everybody's sitting outside. Right. right. And then the other thing is the same thing. They have effective uh, pickup, you know. Oh, they encourage you to come pick up. They give you a discount to come pick up your food. Right. Domino's is giving people three dollars back to come pick up your pizzas. If you buy two pizzas, we'll give you three bucks. How they can afford to do that, I have no idea. But I guess the money that they were spending on the drivers and the gas and all that, they're they're it's they're probably
0: ahead of the game. Well, hopefully they didn't cut out the the quality of their ingredients because it's already pretty crappy. <laughs>
1: well no i'm just saying like businesses, i mean let me tell you i go to a restaurant i went to out to eat because i had company in town let me tell you like i i, I was having. where did you guys go i went i don't want to say where i went because i went to a very popular place it wasn't as busy as it normally has been has. the food was good but the menu prices were through the roof oh that's awesome. and ice. that's yeah. you know that's you know that's just the nature of the economy right now but but so. businesses in general just need to improve curbside pickup, in-store pickup, ship stuff to people. Figure out like I was talking to this lady that owns a restaurant, and they were telling me they says, "Oh, during the pandemic, her daughter came into the business, mm-hmm. she was younger, and they started marketing all the stuff. Like they make their that mustard. They went to a company, they started selling all their mustard, and they're." cookies and the this and the that that the restaurant is famous for in new york yeah and they start selling it all online and they develop the whole online business
0: smart
1: yeah and i think businesses need to seriously think about how to do that i mean people need to
0: listen to their to the youth for sure no
1: no but i'm saying like let's say you have a restaurant and everybody comes because they love the amazing salad dressing you need to figure out how to sell that people come Ooh, they love the tomato sauce sell your tomato sauce like, I think people need to level up what they're doing on e-commerce with their, you know, like, if your restaurant is famous for whatever, hummus, sell tubs of hummus, right? And I don't see that many restaurants doing that.
0: My brother back home is Funky Fresh Spring Rolls started off in his in his house. Yeah. Uh, got a food truck. I mean, not a food truck, just a stand that he was out of all the places. Uh, then he contacted one of the local grocery stores they said yes so now he's inside of grocery stores and then he just recently opened up his uh like a stand like inside of a a food court type situation nice yeah shout out to truman man
1: no but let's say he's got a sauce
0: that he does though like he's all that stuff what i'm saying is like it's all coming like slowly getting into the stores i think it's he just went real quick he just went to his first time where they went to a, a facility to mass produce all the stuff. Nice. So he overseen everything. Right? Yeah, you have to go to a
1: cold packer, they call it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Cold pack. Yeah. So I think that restaurants need to look at that and go, hey, where can we create extra income for our restaurant by selling this stuff? Maybe it's t shirts, maybe it's
0: a hat, maybe it's your special sauce, a dressing, a this, whatever it is. I mean, if, if, if the, the guy who started the hot dog was the Sabra cart. Yeah. He's got the, the onions in a jar at Publix. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, if that guy's doing it, that's just a, that's you know, a long time already. That's, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's an yeah, example. That's, of,
1: yeah, that's an example. But it doesn't have to be in Publix. It could just be on your
0: website. Oh, on it's it's even better if it's more accessible on a website. Right. It could just be
1: stuff you're making in the restaurant. You're just packaging it up and people are coming to pick it up. Create that demand, then go up to the next level.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, just like how you were saying, like the one guy who owns the salon, he, he was selling some products. Yeah, they weren't selling
1: he, any products because they didn't take credit cards. Oh, right. So all the stuff had dust on the shelf. Is he right? Then they he, put it in credit card processing. Now the guy, now that he's guy, selling it on his website. Now he's selling it on his website. People will come, come right. in and just come pick it up. Oh, I need a brush. I need hairspray. I need this because the guy's, you know, brought in some unique brands of items to sell people. You know
0: well that's the pod um let's, payment predictions your 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 top 6 payment predictions of 2023 were incre- increased adoption of real-time payments yeah the growth of mobile payments expansion of contactless payments the reemergence of digital currencies adoption of open banking and the continuing th- the continuance, the continuing growth of e-commerce.
1: Yeah, e-commerce I think is still wide open. There's a lot of a lot of people can do.
0: I mean, there's still so many businesses that don't have websites. Yeah, so many businesses. I mean, what we were looking online there is there's only sixty-two percent or something like that. Small businesses that have websites. Yeah. And so there's still thirty-eight percent of you running around. There's even people that don't even have a Google My Business page. I mean, yeah, that's come on, ridiculous. You guys got to
1: get with the program on that.
0: Yeah. So, but in conclusion, in conclusion, the payments business is
1: strong. It's growing, and people are gonna. And I think people got to. I always said technology is the great equalizer, and I think this is agreed. this year. I think we're gonna see some game changing technology come to the forefront in a lot of different businesses and you know keep your eyes out on keep your eyes and ears peeled on nationwide payment systems uh on our website to see these new things coming out we're working with a bunch of fintech companies to incorporate fintech onto our site for all sorts of new products and services that merchants are going to be able to get from our company and use it your business to help you increase your business and help you grow your business and make more sales. Nice. Peace out. Carpe diem. Peace. Peace.